You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 21st of December, 2017, winter solstice, four days from Christmas. This is Jim Hedger from uh, Digital Always Media, I'm joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And today we, uh, we, have, a, we have a special treat for, for ourselves and, and for, for you, our, our, our lovely audience. We have four... Uh, SEO specialists of um, you know very varying range in their in their career track. So um, from from veteran to newbie, we have Jen- Jennifer Van Eiderstein from over at Media. Hello. Off from Spartan Media. Hey everyone. We will be joined by Patrick Stocks, an SEO strategist from IBM and the uh, the organizer of the the Rally SEO Meetup Group. And we got an SEO newbie in the house. We got Gre- uh, Gretchen Shelby, otherwise known as G Shell. Hey, um, no, 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 no. Just a, a little bit of background on Gretchen. She is literally SEO royalty, and actually, kind of internet royalty too. Her, uh, her, 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 her parents are well known to the community. Former Webmaster Radio host Carolyn Shelby, Seashell, and uh, the infamous Daver. Are uh, they're, they're your parents, eh, Gretchen? Yeah, they are. Okay, we're, gonna have, we're gonna have a special episode just to get the gossip off. Yeah, <laughs> but, but 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 not this time. Okay, so Patrick Stocks uh, from from Raleigh, he's gonna be joining us in a few minutes. Um, probably in about ten minutes. So much to talk about. Um, before we jump into the to the panel, um, Dave, you got yours this morning, eh? 
<laughs> I did, and uh, and uh, yeah, and and from one of the people that uh, that is on with us right now, so uh, I can do it personally, and I rarely get that. Jeremy, thank you for the hat tip, buddy. You're very guess, welcome. It was my pleasure. I, I guess that does re- require a disclosure statement, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. For folks who weren't readings, um, who weren't reading Surge Engine Roundtable this morning, Dave and Mary Davies, um, the uh, the team at Beanstalk Internet Marketing got recognized and honored by the search community, like um, incredibly well deserved. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody in the in the community who hasn't, in one way or another, been uh, somehow touched by Dave or Mary, um, and, and 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 in a completely good way, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I'm serious. You two are amazing, and you're really helpful, and you're you're always there when. Uh, when 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 folks are in need, so congratulations, and it's, it made me quite happy to see that this morning. Wonderful, thank you. Um, did you see that, Dave? Did you see that like really weird Facebook uh, topsy turvy kind of like debate between Danny Sullivan and uh, Matt Cutts this morning? I did not. Well, it seems that both uh, Danny and 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 Matt Cutts, who. Uh, well, Danny does work at Google. Matt no longer works at Google, but they both still enjoy, um, I don't know, sort of taking the mickey out of the SEO community, I guess. Um, apparently, they're confirming there was a, uh, a singular update that happened um, at Google. It was um, not a full algorithm shift, but, you know, one of the uh, regular updates that, that happens you know, frequently. And thus, both uh, Danny Sullivan and Matt Cutts suggest naming it Fred. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> um, so, confirmation, you weren't hallucinating. I mean, I was, but, but the rest of you weren't. <laughs> and uh, 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 you really did see a change in, 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 in search results. There was a shift over at... Um, over at Google, and yes, that was Matt Cut- Matt Cutts taunting you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's something that's, that drives me nuts about this. Call them all Fred. It's like, you know, I have good days, I have bad days, some days are summer, some days are winter. I think I'm just going to call them all Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes you gain position in the SERP, sometimes you lose position in the SERP. I just call it winning. <laughs> Straight across the board. Um, okay, just for the for the sake of defending Matt Cutts and Danny Sullivan, I don't know why the hell I would, but I will anyway. Um, and even Gary E's eyes, you know, Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, when and, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, because you you really need a scorecard to keep up with all the Fred happening in this industry. But um, when uh, when there's an update that like, clearly a, something happened, but it was just a singular event, like just one little tweak that happened. As I understand it, that's what Gary I suggested calling Fred. I, 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 is that close to your recollection? Yeah. Panel, how about, what, uh, let's, what do you guys let's go to our panel here. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? Like, what? What's Fred? Ah, well, it, you on the spot early, huh? <laughs> It seems to me that Fred is one of those things that uh, sort of doesn't fit into any other category. So, you know, why not Fred? So Fred is like Google's borderline personality disorder. 
Sure, or junk drawer, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. I thought that was rank brain, personally, but, you know. Um, Jeremy, what, what, what do you, seriously, what are they referred to with this four-letter F word? Probably a different four-letter F word than I would have. Well, it depends <laughs> on the curves, doesn't it? <laughs> um, you know, I don't... I don't really have much of an opinion on this one, to be honest with you. Well, okay, uh, Gretchen, um, I'm gonna—I'll throw this at you, but I bet you you got pretty much the same answer, right? Uh, yeah, I know who Matt Cutts is uh, just from reading a couple of his articles, but you know. Okay. <laughs> um, I, well, it it reminds me a little bit. I mean, at least in terms of sound of the old FUD. <laughs> Fear. Um, uncertainty and doubt there you go fear uncertainty and doubt well this is what drives me crazy sometimes about trying to get a straight or a clear answer out of google um me dave and i have been around since the stone age or at least since the dial-up age um jennifer and jeremy you're both seo veterans um gretchen you've sat at probably the most informed breakfast table in the history of like the <laughs> seo industry <laughs> And none of us know exactly what Google's talking about when they you know, I, use this phrase, Fred. I, I don't know what your take on it is, Jim, but I, I feel like that the the feedback from Google has been getting less and less clear over the years. And I, I personally think that's going to continue going that route. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree, but I, I see that Jennifer wants to, wants to jump in on this. But listen, looked like she did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you? I had to go shut a door. Well, yeah, Google is giving us less and less information over time. I mean, it, it started. I'd have to say it, it really started when they pulled back. Uh, when they pulled back all, all, all that juicy keyword information from uh, from what was then Webmaster Tools, but like. Mm -hmm. In the last couple of years, and you know, maybe it has to do with uh, the experience or the um, what's the what's what's the right word? The uh, talent of their spokespersons. Matt Cutts was a tremendous, tremendously talented spokesperson who was somehow able to explain what was going on without saying a damn thing. But we all still believed everything he said. <laughs> Just, that, is, that is explains why he went to work for the government, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, no, he went to work. For, he went to work for the government because he really, truly. I mean, like when he left, uh, when he left Google and, and, and went to work for, um, I forget, I forget the name of the initiative, but it was a truly noble thing. He truly believes that he can help improve American society through clearer, te clearer technology. And that might be a, a good place to go with the with the, the next uh, the next question to, to the panel. Um, Dave and I, and, and actually at the at the moment, Gretchen are all comfortably esconded up here in Canada. Yep. Um, Gretchen, though originally from Chicago, is is in Montreal now. Um, but even up here, we have television and newspapers and Facebook and stuff, and it's hard to avoid. Um, rather disturbing news from, from, from south of the border. Regardless who's in the White House, and that, that's a hard thing to say, um, given the, the tremendousness of, of, of change that's, that, that's happening, but 
can technology make America a better place? Uh, a, a techno- can, can, can clearing up a government technology, I should say, make America a better place? What do you mean by government technology? Well, this, this is what Matt Cutts went to work for, for um, the United States government for. For instance, mm. would, it, would, it be, would it improve American society if the census were digitalized? So you could uh, fill in your census online rather than having to have hundreds of thousands of people traipsing across America knocking on every door. I, I think that could go either way, right? Like, <laughs> Indeed. The technology is – it would be great. It would solve a lot of problems, but it would also open up a bunch more that we haven't thought of yet or that we don't have the technology to avoid yet. Right? There's a lot of ways that that could be manipulated that – probably haven't been considered or or we don't have the security measures to prevent it yet so i think it's you know it's a roll of the dice really yeah and again for what it's worth i just said census because that's what jumped to my head first but um i I don't know exactly what matt got some teams are working on but i assume it's along those lines Um, could be super military stuff but we wouldn't know would we (laughs) he's the one who's inventing those darpa dogs yeah, and, and when you say technology, I mean, would you even include like the the healthcare.gov and and the uh, enrollment process? <laughs> well, that's a good point. And uh, maybe maybe to the point why someone like Matt Katz would think, oh my goodness, I need to go work for the government. <laughs> like, I mean, they're not traditionally the best at handling their own website, so having someone who has looked at it from what's ultimately about serving users the best result for many, many years gives a unique take on how content and opportunity should be presented. Absolutely. Um, and incidentally, just for the uh, for the audience, uh, we are about to be joined by Patrick Stocks. I think we're just lining him up in the... Uh, in, I think he's uh, here. I think he, Well, he's not on yet, but he's on his way. Um, there's been a lot of change in the industry in the last year, uh, the search marketing industry. Now, one of the reasons I'm, 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 I was so keen on getting this panel together is, um, and, and, and Dave Davies, please don't take this the wrong way, okay? I will. But Go ahead. <laughs> sometimes I get the sense that, um, well, that we live in a bubble. Um, I've been around since the very earliest days of SEO. I have um, knowledge going way back beyond the, the, the Florida update cluttering my head. And sometimes I think that that history dims my own view of or, or, or narrows my view of the future. Um, so I was really keen on getting, on getting this panel together to discuss changes that have happened in the, in the last couple of years in the industry and where the panel thinks, uh, thinks things are going in the, uh, in the next year. So I'm actually, I'd like to start with Jennifer, then go to Jeremy, then go to, to Gretchen. Um, Jennifer, what's the most exciting thing, the most exciting change in uh, 2017 that, that, that happened in, uh, in the search marketing industry? Well, <laughs> to me, I think... It's sort of seeing a year's worth of SEO response to uh, the announcement late in 2016 that Google was moving toward a mobile-first index. And so, you know, they say that they're looking to do that and sooner rather than later. So you kind of haven't seen this level of anticipation um, since we've been waiting for, since 
waiting years between Panda updates. So for me, it's been really interesting seeing um, the entire industry really start to look at what that's going to mean and talk about how we can use the time that we have to really try to get ahead of that without really fully knowing exactly how it's going to impact the whole ecosystem. Okay. Jeremy. So what I see right now is as we're starting to kind of dabble in AI and it's becoming a more prevalent role, uh, I, I think we're going to see the kind of growth that, that we all saw that we've been around for a long time. I think we're going to see that same kind of meteoric growth in you know new advancements, new technology, things like that as AI starts to play a more prominent role. Um, but we're also going to see a lot of the like you know the penguin type of problems where we have huge unintended consequences that just screw everything up because it didn't work the way that they thought it would. Okay, um, Gretchen, you're looking at this at the the industry with rather new eyes. Um, nevertheless, in the last year, has something changed in uh, in search or in uh, in the search industry that has just you know sort of like totally sparked your interest? Um, personally, I find this idea of people living in a bubble really interesting. Um, I think <laughs> people are more aware of it now, and it's going to be cool to see what steps are taken to kind of diversify things and see if we can develop ways to break this bubble but still provide people with interesting content. I struggle with that every content. day, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> we struggle with exactly that every day. Um, okay, folks, um, we would have introduced him at the very beginning except he actually wasn't here. That was, that was probably kind of our fault for the way that we, 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 we tell guests to prepare for the show. Um, Patrick Stocks, uh, uh, a uh, SEO consultant with IBM and the organizer of the uh, Raleigh, North Carolina SEO Meetup Group. Patrick, welcome to Webcology. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's, it's, it's nice of you. Nice of you to uh, to be good enough to show up. You were you were on the show a few months ago, weren't you? No, I haven't been on the show before. You know what we? I think I think my my show notes say we meant to have you on, and something happened. I don't know. Something must have happened. We had meant to have you on at any rate. I'm glad you're here now. Um, just ask the other panelists, and I'll throw the question to you, giving you like no time to to prepare yourself for anything. But uh, was there anything in 2017, a change in the industry that uh, told, that that really excited you? That 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 made you uh, excited for the future. Um, I would say a couple of things. Uh, one would be the growth of JavaScript frameworks. Uh, we're seeing that more and more, and uh, devs are moving more towards those. And uh, machine learning applied to search is also very, very interesting to me. Okay. Well, we've had we've had two mentions of AI. Jeremy mentioned uh, mentioned AI as, as one of his interests. Um, so we got the move towards mobile first. Um, we have uh, AI and uh, machine learning uh, as, as part of the search cycle. Um, and, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to jump in, and then, and then Dave, if you could, you could throw yours in. Um, mine is probably the, uh, the advent of uh, not just vocal search, but vocal search devices like um, Google Home or uh, uh, Microsoft Cortana or um, the, uh, Amazon was it Alexis that Amazon has? 
Alexa. Mm-hmm. Alexa. Um, I think when we no longer have to limit our input to um, typed phrases, and we can actually just, you know, just converse with our computers, converse with our devices and get the answer, a couple of years from now, our relationship with uh, information is... I, 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 I'm, I'm quite excited with the idea that I could talk to my computer and get a response because I'm pretty sure in a couple of years that's going to be a, a, a very natural thing to do. So the growth of AI vo- vocal search and personal assistance, I think, is the, uh, the thing that excites me the most. How about you, Dave? Yeah, I, I think to me, you know what, I, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a go-to of Patrick kind of, I think, in a, in a weird way. Uh, like it'll be a recurring thing because we get into the, the machine learning as well, which you know is a, is a bit of a passion of mine as well. But I'll leave that to Patrick because he brought it up first. Um, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing I'm, I'm excited about is this move into um, sort of crossing over devices and then watching some of the patents that they were filing like a year and a half ago about sort of guided purchasing decisions. Jim, you and I talked about that last mm-hmm. spring and stuff. I got actually watching those get rolled out, like actual features starting to get rolled out. Um, I think that's that's my big interest. Is it going to be the most impactful area? No, but I think other you know people on our panel are going to talk about what I think is going to have a bigger impact in 2018. Future devices, I, I think we can all you know you know agree that they will be important, whether it's the most important thing or not. You know we can you know all debate that later, but um, yeah, I think that's the area I'm going to be most interested in watching through 2018 is is the changing devices and and the way people use them. Okay, well, I, I can see in my, my little crystal coffee mug that um, we will have to debate that in the very near future. But before we get there, we have to take a break here on Webcology. <laughs> see what I did there, eh? Uh, before we get there, we have to take a break here on Webcology. we got to do uh, pay some bills, run some commercials. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 21st of December, 2017, winter solstice. Stick around. We're back with our panel after these messages. Marijuana! Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve, as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 21st of December, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we are joined by a, uh, well, we're joined by an basically an all-star panel. We got Jeremy Knopf from Spartan Media. We got Jennifer Van Augustine from, uh, from Over It Media. Patrick Stocks, uh, who's an SEO consultant to IBM and the organizer of the Rally SEO Meetup Groups. And we have Gretchen Shelby, um, uh, G-Shell, uh, a new SEO, uh, fresh to the industry. And what we're hoping to do in this segment is, um, and I'm sorry to throw this at you. I'm so sorry, not sorry, panelists, but I'm sorry to throw this at you. <laughs> we're hoping to get a uh, perspective on the industry that uh, that I think, again, Dave, Dave and I spend every week talking to you. It's me and Dave talking every week about our ideas on the industry. And I want to get four people together who, you know, have either, you know, lived in the industry for a while or are just getting into the industry now and see how uh, how people think or where people think the industry is going. And um, it's a very open-ended uh, question to ask. Where is the quote-unquote industry going? But it's not a bad one when you think about it. Um, because so much change happened in 2017. Where is it going to go in 2018? At least what's going to be the predominant trend? Uh, why don't we start with, uh, again, starting at the, at the top of my screen with Jennifer. Um, so where we think we're, we're headed in 2018, I mean, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, what's what's going to be the, the, the thing in 2018? Well, I mean, we've, we've already hit on a lot of the things that are sort of the thing to talk about and the kind of things that you're going to see show up uh, in the, you know, predictions for 2018 posts that, that go up like wildfire around this time of year. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's mobile, it's machine learning, it's voice search, it's all of the ways that search is sort of stretching its fingers uh, outside of what we traditionally think of as as searching in Google. Um, and and to me, that that also, you know, that applies to your smart home devices. And that also applies to um, search as it occurs in other, uh, other places. Like it's Christmas time, I can't help but but think of Amazon and how in and of itself, they've sort of become a, another micro search engine. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's exciting to look at the ways that search is spreading beyond what we typically think of as search. Yeah. Um, Patrick, how about, how about you? 
Yeah, I'd say everything Jennifer had uh, said, maybe add in speed, um, schema. Uh, really excited for like clickstream data. It's becoming a lot more accessible uh, or less costly, I should say. It's always been kind of accessible. Um, I don't know. Okay, well, let me let me rephrase the question before asking uh, Jeremy and Gretchen. Um, Jeremy, is there anything that you know of coming down the pipe that will change your practice in the coming year? <sighs> that will change the practice? Yes yeah. and no. I mean, one of the things that I'm starting to see is a, a bit of Darwinism in the industry, right? I don't know if you remember seeing that poll that Barry had a while back about people who were complaining about SEO becoming too difficult and they were going to leave the industry. I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that as Good. as this, you know, AI and, and all these things evolve. It, exactly. It's great because it gets rid of the bottom feeders. It gets rid of the people who are scamming uh, the clients and it lets us focus on providing quality work and giving the clients better results. So that's one of the things that I that I'm looking forward to. Okay, well, well, Gretchen, again, you're you're just getting your feet wet looking at this uh, this behemoth of an industry that, um, well, that a bunch of people you know helped create. Is there anything that that is just totally exciting you as as you're moving into it? So, um, like you said, I am really new, but what I think I'm seeing is a move for sites to be even more uh, fast. For me personally, I'm interested in learning how to code, um, maybe do some HTML5, I don't know. I want to build websites that are faster, and I don't just want to be using WordPress. Um, I think speed is going to be a huge factor next year. Um, mm -hmm. I, content, obviously, you need to be producing unique, interesting content, uh, and you need to know who your customers are. I haven't been doing this for very long, but I've noticed a lot of small businesses that's mostly who my clients are right now. They don't really know who their customers are, and it's difficult to write content if you don't know who your customers are. You know, that is, if, if we were doing a show on content on uh, content SEO, that might be one of the wisest things said all hour. Mm. Seriously, I mean, like, how many, as a matter of fact, I want, I want to pursue that direction. How many have clients who actually don't know? This is, this is weird. As an SEO, you have to uh, learn quite a bit about new industries and new concepts all the time. It's one of the things that, that that's wonderful about the job. And, and, and sometimes, to your own horror, you discover that your client doesn't have a clue who they are. And, you know, suddenly you have to put your marketing hat on and your business person hat on and start helping the client define um, for, for themselves who they are. And in, in, in fact... Um, one of the companies I'm working with, we have a whole process before we before we do keystroke one, where the company has to go through to define who and what they are. Um, you know what? I think this is actually right up over its alley. Jennifer, how often does that happen? You know, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to burn you with any of your clients or anything. But how often does that happen with with over there? You it, get it, a it client, and you have a completely different view of the client than the client does. Absolutely. And and I think one of the ways that this sort of becomes clearest is when you start delving into the language that people use to find a product or service. And when you discover, I mean, it's funny because you mentioned being in a bubble, a lot of companies are, are in their own bubble 
to the extent that they have their own vocabulary and are unable to conceive that that is not the vocabulary that's being used by the general public. And it becomes really difficult to help them adjust to embracing the vocabulary um, that's going to help people find them. Now, we've been talking about, uh, you know, sort of real specific things, and we've talked about content, and we, we've talked about, you know, the, the exciting things. You know, Patrick brought up machine learning. We were talking about devices and stuff like that. Um, and it, we've even talked about people exiting the community now because, you know, it's getting too hard, and, hey, we've just talked about a few things, and all of them are extremely complex. But how do you, and I put this out to the to the whole panel here, how do you think we're going to be dealing with sort of the interconnectivity or, or reliance that each part of these things has on another? How do you build content or, or design content or design for devices when we don't quite know what machine learning is and, you know, we rely on them to not call it Fred, but heck, as AI takes over, Google's not even going to understand what's going on. So how, how are we as SEOs now supposed to approach things when, yes, you need to specialize because it's really complex, but it's all interconnected now. What do you think? No, it it really is. Um, I I find it almost impossible to do anything SEO related that doesn't somehow cross over into other channels, email, social, PPC. Uh, everything sort of brushes up against each other, and it's it's all part of the the whole marketing umbrella and i think that seo is more than just steps or tactics or or a checklist but really a lens through which you view every initiative that you make anybody else want to voice in yeah i'll um i would say since we're talking about machine learning and uh voice one you need to talk like your audience and two they're going to kind of identify the patterns that you're talking about the what your audience talks about using the same phrases uh you know there's a lot of things that kind of get us close that aren't necessarily machine learning um i don't think we have a lot of great tools for seo for this yet but uh, there are things like ingrams, TFIDF that kind of tell you what's being talked about in the content. Uh, and, you know, some of the, the basic machine learning stuff, too. Uh, you know, we have things in Watson that were built from Alchemy API. And you can pull out, like, concepts and, and entities. Like, uh, these are what, uh, for instance, other websites are talking about. These are the things that Google's already returning in results. And they can kind of lead you to what you should be talking about as well. You know, uh, Jennifer touched on a really great point about everything kind of working together. And, you know, the way I look at that is kind of like the medical community, right? Like if you look at like a holistic doctor, they're looking at your overall health. And I, you know, I think that's a great approach on the SEO side as well, because, you know, you've got various special specialists in different niches, different areas of specialty within the SEO industry. And we're all going to have to start working together because it really is too much for any one person to know everything at these days. Yeah. You know, I'm absolutely inclined to agree with you, Jeremy. And that's, uh, I mean, this, this is an observation. I, 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 I remember making like, Dave, do you remember, when, when, did, I, when did I start Digital Always? Because that's the reason I actually started this company. Because I was sick of being an, of being a jack of all trades. When you honestly, you can't be anymore. You need to have content analytics, social, um, PPC, and you need to have all of these things working in concert with each other. And if you're trying to do it as a one-person band, um, 
you lose your mind. Well, and you're going to miss a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you, you know, just a just a date. I can't remember exactly when you started it, but I want to say we were called the Alternatives at the time, like our, our, our show. <laughs> That's so. though, huh? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so that's back when we were still talking about Matt cuts, just to age ourselves relative to other people on. Uh, that's back. That's back. <laughs> other search engines were relevant besides Google. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, everything old is new again. Who was it? I think it, was, it might have been Jeremy or Patrick that noted that. Um, I'm sorry. Actually, she was Jennifer, I think, who noted that uh, Amazon itself. It's now being used as a search tool by people looking for a product or product information. Well, yeah, um, who, who, I do. who among us, and then I could just take a poll here, who here looked something up on Amazon but went straight there? They, they knew what kind of product they wanted, but, you know, through the holidays, I'll, I'll say I did. Did anybody Absolutely. else just go straight to Amazon and go, I know I want to... I don't know a book by Scott Adams. You know where I went? Why I went there, Jeremy? Because uh, <laughs> I'm actually looking at it right now on the desk, uh, on Mary's desk. But um, you know, you, you you know, you do that. Did everybody else here do the exact same thing? Use it as a search engine for product discovery? Absolutely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, I was searching things like um, elephant teething rings for babies. You know, like really long tail <laughs> stuff. A very big baby. <laughs> <laughs> she likes elephants <laughs> so I, I'm going to jump in with a question and take us off on a, on a slight thing we, we talk a, a lot it's come up a couple times about machine learning and maybe I, maybe my brain just latches onto it because I'm interested in it too but it, it, its application sort of covers all things so let's talk about content because I think this is one of the, the, the areas where machine learning is going to have the biggest impact and the most challenges um, so what do we think? Is Google going to have a bunch of failings through 2018 in really trying to bridge that gap? Like, basically, are they going to try and do too much with their capabilities in in sort of putting machines to use on on content, um, or do we think they're going to make some some big leaps and actually be able to understand content in a in a natural way and and really start to be able to pull some stuff into the results that um, you know come from smaller sites or you know, they're not reliant on other signals like links and stuff. They're going to fail in an epic way. In the <laughs> it's like that whole hold my beer thing. That's that's what we're going to be looking at here. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to launch anything they're not ready for. There's a reason that they don't have a lot of the machine learning in their algorithms already. I know they're they're playing around with it, but I don't think they're going to launch anything unless they're really comfortable with it. Well, you'd think they'd learned their lesson, like uh, Penguin or something, eh? Collateral damage. <laughs> you would think. Um, like, you know, like release chill. <laughs> um, okay, on that, we're going to – the studio wants us to, to grab a quick break. Um, I know I need to refresh my coffee. So, um, friends, you are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. The show was recorded live to podcast on the 21st of December, 2017. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger of Digital Always Media. Stick around. we got more content coming up after the break. Uh, back in two or three minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Where affiliate marketing gets its buzz and mobile has its presence. WebmasterRadio.fm, online anytime. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on Webmaster Radio.fm. It is the 21st of December, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davis from Beatsong Internet Marketing. We're joined in rapid succession by Jennifer Van Eidelstein from Over It Media, uh, Jeremy Knopf from Spartan Media, Patrick Stocks, uh, SEO consultant to IBM and the organizer of the Rally uh, North Carolina SEO Meetup Groups, and by Gretchen Shelby, um, a new SEO, and um, well, let's let's leave it at the at the fact. And please trust me on this: the woman's SEO royalty, um, and also Micronation royalty. Does that ever come up, Gretchen, uh, when in, in in geekdom that 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 your mother is the queen of Ladonia? Yeah, usually people <laughs> end up demanding uh, the miniature flags shortly thereafter. So. Uh, I keep a nice so, stack of them nearby. These, these, these are the ones that, that Carolyn and Dave are always putting their steaks whenever we all go out for supper, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does, does, uh, I, I, I don't mean to pry, but does she wear a tiara around the house? Um, no, she keeps it uh, in a special little case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know she would kill me for, for asking these questions, and which is precisely why I'm asking them. Oh, um, oh, true. <laughs> indeed. Okay, so it's long been said that Google's worst enemy, Google's only real challenger, is itself. Earlier, uh, Dave asked if um, if Google is going to jump over its own shark or hang itself on one of its own petards. Um, I'm not so sure if Google is its own worst enemy anymore. I think that other technologies are coming along that might displace Google, um, case in point, Amazon. Um, 
But panel, is there anything else besides Amazon out there on the horizon that challenges Google's dominance in search? Starting with anyone. Personally? (laughs) (laughs) Just need a second process. Um, For me, it's, it's, as a search engine alone, probably not. It's just going, if anything is going to challenge Google, it's going to be the diversification of behaviors and whether or not um, someone else finds a way to not necessarily do, have their hands in everything kind of the way that Google does, but really to specialize um, and become the the premier way to search in a certain way. So whether that's voice search or smart home devices. So if they can focus and provide a better product like Amazon has when it comes to shopping in little niches, I think collectively that could potentially be a threat to Google as behavior shift. Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's I think it's going to come down to the niches. Obviously, Amazon is in the shopping side of things, but you've got iTunes for podcasts, um, YouTube for video. Like there, there could be any number of different search engines for any other specific type of search. Okay, Richard, what um, do you think? Yep. Sorry. Um, personally, I I find that. Um, I lived in China uh, all of 2016, and I found that Baidu, although it's not a uh, competitor to Google in the U.S. market for sure, really anywhere outside of China, um, I found that the way they cater to their customers is, or to their searchers is very different from Google, and a lot of the products seem to be more integrated and uh, adapt more or more quickly to the way people are searching and the things that they want. It's... I don't know if we should be looking at the Chinese uh, search engines or the way that uh, their version of Amazon, for example, operates, but there's a lot of cool stuff going on there, and I think we could learn a lot from them. Way cool. Okay, Patrick. Very cool. Yeah, I think that would take some uh, some market disruption for them to be knocked off their horse. I mean, YouTube was mentioned, but that's still Google. Um, maybe something if they come along that's like more open, less ads. Uh, you know, one of the things Google might shoot themselves in the foot with is the the local. Uh, you know, the my business listings are going to more paid now. Uh, I don't know how the SEO community and how people in general will react to that. I uh, in the same vein, and we're uh, we're we're got to warn the panel. We are going to start to get get start sweating time um (laughs) is there a a search social ppc doesn't matter but is there a tool out there that um you see becoming more prevalent in 2018 something that seos need to use again it could be um a search tool or something that helps with with uh, doing our jobs Um, go for it or or whomever patrick uh go for it please there's a lot of tools kind of coming along that are uh middleware or can even serve as like CDN, uh, things like distilled ODN. I think Ayima has updatable rank sense, rank science. They like give you a lot more control before your website is served. So things that people are doing now that like they're injecting with JavaScript and Tag Manager or something, these can change it before the page is ever served. And you could write in like custom logic. I know a, a lot of times they're being used for A/B testing now, but they could be using for cleaned up uh, cleaning up website errors too. 
Um, when it comes to tools, I mean, I love what I love, uh, you know, SEMrush, Screaming Frog, um, but things that are that are interesting to me moving forward are really the um, the CRMs, um, programs like Infusionsoft and HubSpot, and those that are able to give us personalized data about people who access websites via organic search, um, and really being able to understand how organic search brought a, a specific user in and then be able to attribute uh, behaviors to that user. I don't really have any new tools that I'm excited about yet, so I'll just leave it to the rest of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gretchen, is there anything that, that you use in your practice that you just think other other uh, practitioners need to know about? Um, besides uh, Screaming Frog, no, I'm taking notes here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we mentioned this on the show before. I'm going to mention it again. Um, I'm loving the development. And uh, disclosure, uh, two years ago I was a uh, I was sent to conference to three search conferences by Majestic to be an evangelist on their behalf. But mm. that aside, I love what Majestic's doing with their tool. Um, and uh, adding adding sanctioned rank checking to Majestic is uh, uh, splendid. <laughs> totally splendid. Um Okay, Dave, do you have, uh, we, we've probably got about five minutes left, so we've got time for one more question. I've been hogging like this panel. Is, is there anything you want to ask? <laughs> well, you, you know, I have to go with the obvious one because every, you know, sort of article or, or whatever talking about 2018 needs to ask this question. So um, for, from each person, so everybody, you know, try and keep it to, to a couple minutes. Um, what... Are you? What would be your one big recommendation for people heading forward, or whatever you can cram into two minutes, um, as far as what to do to be ranking? Let's say your your goal is to rank for the holidays, uh, twenty eighteen, right? What what do you or by then doesn't have to be for? I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about you know ugly Christmas sweater, but what, what do you want to do? People are looking a year from now. What should they be starting on now? I think one of the biggest things they can start on is actually having a strategy, not just throwing a bunch of tactics at the wall because mm -hmm. they see that it's the hot new thing, right? Like have a goal, have an objective and build your tactics around that. Don't just have a, you know, a bunch of things you're trying just to see what happens. Ooh, that's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, for for 2018, yes. Yeah, start laying out your content plans now. In in a few weeks, we're going to have a whole lot of data about what happened this past season, uh, what worked, what didn't, what was trending, what got attention. Um, really being able to study that um, and identify themes, not necessarily chase single ideas, but identify themes and and really start building that into a plan and start developing. Uh, um, your body of content that you're going to have for the coming year. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think much is going to change for next year. I mean, it's still just getting the basics right, technical content links, uh, more time, more investment, uh, better data, and just probably more work. Oh. Getting to know your clients better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, you know what? We could ask another question, but we honestly don't have time to get everyone to answer. But, uh, you know, what do you guys... It's holiday time. I mean, you know, in two minutes from now, 
my winter holidays begin. It's uh, <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. I've got a, a special little friend sitting here in my hand waiting for two minutes to come through. Anyone, <laughs> any, anybody uh, got plans for, for the holidays? Sleep. I'm going to yeah. sleep as much as I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just going home to see family. Yep, same right here. Going to try and survive the winter in Montreal. <laughs> you're 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 sticking out in Montreal. You're not not heading back to Chicago at all. Nope. Gonna try and uh, see how I deal with the snow. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how about you, Dave? You you off to Whistler? Uh, no, no. We're uh, we're gonna spend this time just trying to uh, get ahead because we've got a, a big trip to uh, to Japan coming up in a couple months. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you're going to be bagging a deer in the cemetery, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. I need to save up that money for the trip. So, yeah. So, for or, everybody who doesn't know, right behind my house is a cemetery, and it's just littered with deer. So, or the fine you have to pay for killing a deer in the cemetery. <laughs> exactly. And you, Jim? Do you have any plans? Yeah, I'm going to be making my way across the vast frozen tundra known as Toronto several times through the holiday to. Uh, Visit my family in the West End. Um, visit my beloved Shauna in the uh, near High Park, and come back up to my place to take care of my aging cat. That's my. That's it. That's my plan. Yeah, get the no, job done. Wonderful. Nothing exciting. Yeah. But uh, but you know we have. I'm not going to watch a lot of Leaf games too. We were able to rag the puck until uh, until <laughs> the top of the hour, and so Jeremy Knopf. Jennifer Van Eidelstein, Patrick Socks, and uh, Gretchen Shelby. Thank you all so much for spending time with us on uh, on WebCology today. And um, to all of you, happy Christmas and a happy New Year. Thank you very much. You Thank too. You. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Okay. And uh, friends, you've been listening to WebCology on uh, webmasterradio.fm. We're back on webmasterradio.fm uh, this year. This is going to be our last show for 2017. But we will be back in uh, 2018, as far as as long as they give us a perch on this network. We're going to be doing this show. (laughs) I want to wish everybody a safe and happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy New Year, happy Kwanzaa, happy everything. Um, Don't drink and drive. Don't smoke and fly. Don't be stupid. Like, take care of yourselves, take care of your neighbors. Um, and uh, on behalf of Dave Davies, I also want to thank Sir Brasco, George Hermina, the best mm-hmm. uh, engineer and producer in the business, and uh, Darren and Brandy Babin, the owners of Webmaster Radio. Um, thanks. We love you all very, very much. You make this and all the Webmaster Radio programming possible. And... Um, means a lot to Dave and I and I'm pretty sure it means a lot to uh, the other hosts and hopefully to our audiences so everyone happy Christmas, happy new year and we'll talk to you in 2018 The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors 
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.